Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Shit bowling ideas back and forth. Hippie science. Right. right. It's not science science. It's almost like I'm trying to call for just people to just be better. That we could have some kind of study on these type of Her mother was on board, I guess. Of course yeah. she was. She got pre and board and didn't have to fuck the man to do it. <laughs> Our devil's advocate type stance here. See you Jessica. And you're Seth. And this is the Hippie Science Variety Hour. So, Jessica. So, Seth. We're at my house. We are at your house. Yeah. We decided to forego the porch today. Yeah, because my truck is literally loaded to the brim with camping supplies. Yeah. And my camping river trip keeps getting delayed longer and longer today. Yeah, it just... It's been a doozy, guys. It's It has. It's been a fucking crazy week. Yeah, it has. But, um... You know, it it's it's interesting that we had to do this on this episode because it sort of plays into the theme, right? So we, we could have done this over the phone the way we did when you were out of town. Right, right. Uh, when when you lived when I was out of town, when I lived when yeah, I when lived, lived out of state. <laughs> when you lived out of state, yeah. yeah. Um we could have we could have done it then. We probably could have gotten the best sound quality we've had since you got back. Probably with the easiest amount of prep work beforehand. Yeah, but there's an important thing about being together. I I mean, we can see since you got back, the reason we've tolerated all the sound issues that we've had has been because being together brings an energy to the show that is just different over the phone yeah we're better in person together we play off each other better yeah yeah so that's that's the interesting part of this i think so the reason we say all this because we're using a different mic we might sound a little different than usual yeah yeah we're using an ambient sound mic instead of two separate tracks so bear with the if there's any sound issues in this one right so the the performative aspect of friendship is what causes you know spending time together actually doing the thing the task is yeah what causes the energy of the show to be different right 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 because we've invested more of ourselves and our time and our energy into accomplishing the end goal yeah and it and, it, and it's satisfying it yeah. also it, it makes the process uh not that it was unpalatable otherwise but it was much more it felt more like we were sitting down to do a job yeah, versus yeah, yeah sitting down to spend time and have a conversation together. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so look, And this... those episodes that we did that with um are a lot more informative than conversational. Right. Yeah. Which we don't want to get away from being information. No, not at all. Heavy. But honestly, you know, it's just more fun to listen to. And <laughs> it's, it's I mean it's about balance too. Yeah. When we when we do it in person since we are such good friends, there's the friendship hangout aspect of it too. So that the time, even if we're spending three hours of prep time getting in the headspace and discussing ideas and topics and things like that, that we still like we we still get the job done, but it makes it more enjoyable to do it. Yeah. Well and, and it shows the social aspect of it. It shows because of the way it makes you feel. Right, you right. Know? Yeah. Uh so the performative aspect of relationships is what I'm really interested in in this because today's theme is family. Right. Right. Uh which we are family. Oh, I, had I had you to. I had to. I had to. All right. 
so yeah so uh you know i've recently had some things happen with my family where you know we're down a couple of numbers that we weren't you know two months ago uh that's such a weird way to put it yeah it's, it's, i mean it, it happened with relatives that i probably should have been closer to right right uh and that's what really made me start thinking about this because these were you know people who they they just they didn't fulfill the stereotypical role in your life so you didn't share that connection with them yeah yeah i would say because they weren't doing things in the way that i would have thought that they would i said oh i don't have to do it either yeah right and now you know i i don't think you don't think about how just the existence of a person means something to you until they've stopped existing a lot of the time yeah yeah um or until like until there's distance between it so that you can't have it in the dose like in the way you did before right if there's a change in it if they pass if they move whatever the relationship changes and you have a falling out you don't realize how much that relationship and that connection meant to you right yeah and even though it wasn't something you actively think about it meaning something to you uh i I was at the funeral of like i said a fairly close relative and i hadn't really thought about even the way that I felt about the situation until I was there. And one of my other relatives who I didn't know him to be particularly close to either, but she had taken the time to give some respect to the fact that he was part of our life. Right. Right. Um, and she had made like this, you know, booklet thing for people to be able to write in. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and loaded up with pictures and, you know, brought a bunch of different colored pins, uh, and so it'd be something a nice keepsake. E- yeah. Exactly, a nice keepsake. And what a beautiful way to remember somebody too. Uh, that's exactly what I thought. And this the beauty of the gesture yeah. is what really got me thinking about it that to day. To go through the effort and put that energy into doing it, even though it's a time where you're in mourning to do that extra step to respect what position that person held. Right. And yeah. this and this was something we saw coming from a mile away too. Right, you right. Know, everyone had time to prepare. And everyone was sad, but there, for most of us, there wasn't an over-the-top expression of grief. Right, right, yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's not uncommon, but it didn't even hit me fully until I was driving home. Right, yeah. Uh, so when when I saw that and I started thinking about it, my first thought was, I'm not going to do that because... I've had this odd view of human relationships in the way that like our families aren't interconnected the way that we used to think of them as. Right. Yeah. Or the or way the that way that we betrayed. the way that we've been told they used to be. Right. Yeah. Um, which I think is better than now in some ways and worse in other ways. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because most people I know have whole parts of their life, big parts that they just don't talk about with their family. See, I mean, on that, like, I don't know another family that's as close as mine. Yeah, I, I don't really either. don't. It's damn near a compound. We live on the same land. We have family dinner every single Sunday. Most of us even reside in the same house. That's a big farmhouse. Right. But at the same time, 
I still have large parts of my life that I don't share with my family. Right. And I never would because I know they wouldn't be not even just acceptant, but tolerant of those different aspects of me because it's so against the mold of what the family is. Yeah. And I can really see where some of that comes from, too, because as a as a unit like that, it's sort of expected of people that they share values. Right. right yeah. And it, while it's true, you, you absolutely share a lot of values. with your a family. You might not adhere to 100 percent of the orthodoxy that you know sort of the leaders because every family has sort of de facto people who yeah it's either patriarchal or matriarchal yeah family setup yeah so if you don't follow completely in line with that sort of structure a lot of the time you're missing out on major parts of each other's lives yeah if i wasn't able to put aside the parts that contradict the foundation, it would cause conflict in the family circle. So Yeah. So you have to kind of balance. Yeah. Um you know, because you should never have to be silent in a situation where you feel you should be able to speak up. But you also find, you know, I find myself, you find yourself in these positions where I can make the choice to say something right now that I know is gonna be controversial in the moment right or i can say you know what my family and i are having a good day and just because you know this person won't keep their opinions to themselves it doesn't mean that i have to make a whole fucking situation out of it because i'm not going to extend the same courtesy that i would expect so maybe just had a thought maybe the reason that you and i are the ones that kind of hold our tongue in those situations is because we are introspective people and we value the connection and the relationship and the time spent together more than we value our own ego and belief systems. Yeah, I would think I would I would agree with that a lot. Yeah. Um and I don't think it's malicious on the part of the others. No, not at all. And I'm not saying it yeah. is either. And I'm because, not saying that it calls like we're triggered and we're over here biting our tongues because we you know, someone said something absolutely vulgar. It's not like that. It is sometimes. Sometimes it can be like that. Yeah. yeah. But nine times out of 10, well, no, let's say six times out of 10, it's not. Right. But at the, it it's more valuable to me to have, to maintain that relationship than to impose what makes me different from you into that moment. Pretty and much. I, I like, and you agree as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if something really horrible, because, you know, there's some things. I mean, there are some things that if something was said, I'll be like, oh, hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah, no, we, we do not agree. Yeah, well, that actually happened Um, when I was taking that long car ride with my family. I told you about. Yeah. Um, There was a moment where actually bucking like there was a moment I couldn't not say something. Right. And actually got everyone else. But the person who said it on my side. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that was really cool. So I'm, I wouldn't say that all the time you have to, you know. No, you don't. I mean, I'm, it's important to, to. It's a balance. Yeah. It's a balance. It really is like everything else in life. And I mean, there's moments where <clears throat> there's conversations in my family that will steer political, religious, or, you know, any of the above, anything else. Yeah. And it's 
strikes such a chord within me that I have to voice, I don't agree with you on that. I still love you, but I do not agree with you on what you're presenting. Right. It it feels, there are times when you, you're failing your own morality by not saying anything. Right, right, yeah. And you you should never do that. No, no. Uh, not to be prescriptive. I, I'm, I'm saying this more in the kind. Con- I know you and I line up very strongly. Yeah, we do. So, right. I, there, I have this habit on the show <laughs> of, of saying, you should do this and you should do this. Uh, you is much often more of a stand-in for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to say. It's instead of, it's. I mean, it's used instead of, like, when you write a paper, you don't use the I pronoun. You use you, them, they, us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I learned some, you know, English rules. and They stuck in the subconscious somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. they're in there somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) And the way it expressed probably isn't even correct. Probably not. We probably twisted all kinds of ways. Yeah, you know, we're, we're just friends talking on a fucking microphone. Right. So... Yeah, so so back to it. The action of that, right? Right. Making a choice. I would like to say something right now, but I'm not going to say something right now. Right. That is performing an aspect of keeping the relationship strong uh, between you. Right, yeah. Uh, actually, so there was uh, this this YouTuber uh, called Ocean Keltoy. And he's one of those guys who's big in like the debate scene, mm-hmm. but he really stands out because um he's he's sort of one of in the in the group of like atheist uh youtubers okay and he talks a lot about their um anti-theist positions a lot of the time yeah and all all most of the arguments that they make are against either uh christian or islamic uh ideas right this is he's he's unique in that he's not an atheist Okay. Uh, and he's not a Christian and he's not uh Islamic. He's a heathen. Okay. And so he discusses some of these these old religion ideas in these contexts and says, Hey, okay, this makes more sense practically in our culture as it is right now. Like this this would work better as a system right. of like programming not programming, a system of management. Yeah. Well so the the thing I'm most interested that he discusses sometimes is this concept called frith. Mm-hmm. Do you know frith? No. Uh, so frith is sort of, it's the social contract, kind of. Uh, like the unspoken so, bonds? Yeah. Okay. With, so with your family, you have frith. And if you do something to damage the the relationships of your family, then you're breaking frith, right? Okay. So it's a frith, frith, f r i t h. Okay, I think it's spelled. I really like uh, that. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's a really interesting idea. So the the maximum value of his uh, religious viewpoint in this situation, which I'm not part of that religion. Yeah, yeah. But I but like, it's still it's a good viewpoint. Right. I like to learn about these different. I listen to a lot of different like. In, not influence speakers, intellectual people that come from all different kinds of walks. I mean, there's yeah, we both do. Yeah, so it doesn't just presenting. Well, especially since we started doing the podcast, yeah, I yeah. actively seek out as many different perspectives as I can. I do as well. I, um, I actively seek out the counterpoint to whatever I think. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, the way I found this guy was through atheist YouTubers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so th- th- this concept of making your maximum value, like the preservation of the relationships and family, mm-hmm. that's, it seems obvious once, once it's put in that context. Right, yeah. Um, and in, in a situation where someone was doing something that was morally objectionable and I said something and they didn't respond well to it. Yeah. That's them breaking free. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's more of the ego driven thing, like you and I were talking about, uh, saying, you know, we don't have to satisfy our egos just by saying you're wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be us breaking through. If we did that. Right. If we, if we took that action. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's a really useful That really is. And that's a great way to put something into words that I haven't ever heard defined before. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I really, really like that. And I've started thinking about uh, family in that way, especially when I interact with people. Yeah. If they've done something that just pissed me off. I'll say, you know what, that does piss me off, but I'm not going to let it color every other interaction we have today. Right, you can't, because then you're taking action to damage it because of a wounded pride. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that, that's just not how you sustain meaningful relationships. Yeah. And I think it's a useful way of going forward. And what's got me thinking about all of this is, you know, almost certainly the reason I didn't have the types of relationships with people who I've lost was because we didn't maintain frit. Yeah, right, yeah. Um and I you know I'll, I'll see them on their deathbed and or, or even after their death at their funeral and I'll say, "Man, you know, we could have had a relationship." You mourn more what you could have had than what you did. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And man, that's it's really sad to think about when you're in the moment. Yeah, it is. And that's where I mean, you kind of just have to reconcile it with yourself to keep it from becoming a regret because there's nothing you can do at that point. Yeah. So I was thinking about this, like while I was chewing on all of this and thinking, because there was also the other side of that, right? I saw someone who had done something that I failed to do. Yeah. Right. Um, Another person in the family who was not blood related to the person like I am, even though they were part of their immediate family. Right, right. Was taken care in a truly, I like, this person was almost delighting in caring for someone. It was an expression of love. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And it was an extremely competent expression of love, too. Yeah. I'll say that. I mean, he was being taken care of better than I could have done. Yeah, yeah. And... I probably could have done if I had taken the fucking time in my life before now, even if it wasn't being reciprocated in the beginning. Yeah. Then I would have been able to forge something meaningful. Right, right. But I mean, then you can argue the other side of that, playing the devil's advocate. Can you make frith? Frith, right? Yeah. Can you make that? You can't form that one-sided. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of like caveats and stuff to it that I'm not even remotely prepared to be. Yeah. Able. Yeah. But in the general, like the general idea of it, I'm seeing. So if I tried and nothing happened, I could much more easily go to the deathbed of someone and say, you know what? I tried and it's sad that you're going, but 
nothing was missed here. Right, right. Um, they weren't receptive to it, so there was no <clears throat> potential loss. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I hate the thought of finding myself in that position later on in life because I haven't done that. And at the end of my life, having to look back at all the people, because now you're forced not to look at, oh, this person's going to be gone. You're saying, oh, I'm going to be gone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All of the relationships I didn't nurture yeah. are dead with me. Mm-hmm. Where you do kind of live on in the hearts of the people you're close to. Yeah. Like yeah. people carry your memory and until your memory's gone, you know, you're you exist in a way. Which Yeah, you do. That's not something I find myself concerned about in almost any situation. Right. Yeah. But it is not nothing. You know? It's not nothing. Well, see, yeah, that that's making me that it's not nothing it makes me think of before we got on mic and I was telling, you know, there is a part of me that when I project myself to that death bed scenario, I can't imagine who would be caring for me because I'm a single woman with no children. Right. And that's not nothing. It's not something that like overwhelms me that I'm willing to make sacrifices to have someone fill that position right because it's more i would want someone worthy of my love and devotion that they would want to reciprocate that at the end of life but it's still it's not nothing that it people like me still fall through the cracks even in end of life situations right well again it's not nothing right right but (laughs) when when we we're talking about this now and it's more than just an end of life issue right you you just had to rely on this yeah it just happened you had to move back here because you needed the reason those familiar familial like bonds are stronger than most is because i mean you had friends where you were yeah i did you had people who cared that you were alive Mm -hmm. yeah uh but you needed to come back to a group of people who like the invisible strands between you have layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of years. That, and that we've that, seen so much like, together. You you know what it looks like when someone you're close to is suffering. Right. And right. You, you know, little things you can do to make them feel better. And you have that connection where, I mean, you can look at your friend and say, or your family member and be like, Hey, how's your mental health? Yeah, You know, like, it's such a familial thing and such a, and especially with us and in general, because we're very blunt people. Right. That we don't hold any punches. To each other. We especially to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And so it would, you know, if you're depressed, if I'm depressed, hey, you seem depressed is not an outbreak, a, a step beyond what we're comfortable saying to each other. Yeah. With more unfamiliar people, <laughs> I would almost you know, be taken aback if someone's like, hey, you seem depressed. Yeah. Because we don't have that bond. You need, you need a level of intimacy to be able to talk to someone about that. You do, because that's a very, especially when it comes to mental health or your physical health, that's a very personal thing. I will say though, there's, there's something special in a person who sees you lacking that outlet, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're someone who hasn't, maybe in your life, you just haven't, in your family, these bonds weren't uh, promoted, really. Right, you know? or they weren't even formed. It could be toxic. Right. Yeah. So 
you know, you might see someone who is just without that. Yeah. And there's nothing like there's nothing wrong with going to them and saying, hey, you seem like you're in a rough way. I just want to let you know I see you. If you want to talk to me, you can, but I'm not trying to pry. Right. That's very different. That's very different than, hey, dude, you seem depressed. What's wrong? Yeah. Like, I mean, and that's how we would approach it with each other. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing, but it physically nurtures you to have these bonds. So do you think that there is a quality of the relationships that we form outside of our family? That we're almost freer in those? Yeah, actually, that's what I'm planning on digging through in the back half of this thing. Well, that uh, sounds excellent. Yeah, but we got a few more minutes. And yeah. I, I, I think we can we can flesh this out more. Okay. Right. The, so these, the, the mechanisms of action yeah. are, are, are what's really interesting to me. Because it was seeing someone care for someone who I had not. Right, right. That really hit it home. The physical me. act of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I see the the intimacy between them that I can have. Right. 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 And I I'm not I'm not jealous. Yeah. I mean I I never formed the kind of bond that would make me jealous. Right. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I I, I look at other relatives now, and especially older ones, mm-hmm. where I I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make sure that I don't drop the ball on, on this. this. Um, yeah. 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 And. Well, I think that's what you're supposed to do when a death happens, that you're supposed, it's supposed to be a tool in which you can, okay, this person's gone. Let me examine my other relationships and value them more dearly, put more energy and effort into them because they're not going to be here. I'm not going to be here for you. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the thing to realize too. I mean, I I probably do more because I'm in such clock close proximity to you yeah but seeing that this is not something that you can prepare for it's not there's no way to it's you can you know spend your life running around making money so that you know when you get old you can check yourself into a nice nursing home hire and you know live out the rest of your life as comfortably as you can as an old person right uh and there's nothing wrong with that either no not at all but I mean, you're 35, 35, right? You had to fall back on this now. Yeah. You've had to fall back on it before. Several times. It could happen to me. Yeah, it could. Uh, it can happen to literally any of us because shit just happens. It does. Like it's, it does. There's a fucking pandemic on right now. You know, yeah, yeah. a lot of people are getting it and they're getting better very quickly. And right? that's really good. Some people are getting it and it's fucking four months down the road and they still can't walk upstairs without losing their breath right and we don't know the ramifications later what damage gets done to the immune system right it can make you more susceptible to a b c or d we have no idea yet yeah so we are at a point now where we we need to know because everyone almost everyone living in the united states of america is a bad month away from being homeless yeah i mean yeah if i if it wasn't for my family i would be yeah i mean yeah I wouldn't let you be. I know you wouldn't, but I'm saying like, but I consider you family. Yeah. that You're my chosen family. Yeah. I choose, I mean, you're as close as a brother is to me. So. No, yeah. It's still the familiar bond. That That's, that's just it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know. And I wouldn't let it happen to you. I mean, we'd fucking figure out something. 
If of we course. gotta pull the apocalyptic drug dealer out a little bit sooner than the apocalypse, well, we'll make it work. I mean, we we've already talked how many times now, just with how fucking loose things feel. Yeah, like, they do. Like it could collapse at any yeah, moment. Society does House not. Of cards. It doesn't feel like it was built on fucking concrete. Like no, it, it wasn't. I mean, twenty years ago, we didn't feel like this. No, we didn't. You know, ten years ago, we did. No. Uh, and. Yeah, uh, we talked about it on another episode, I think, but I feel like through my like adolescent years, I knew uh, a world that I didn't have to w- worry what was going to happen next. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, and now... We're always holding our breath to the point we've gotten jaded with... Yeah, I, mean, I, I straight up don't believe good things will happen now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it does not surprise me. For instance, when the murder hornet thing started and the swarms of locusts, and all that, I'm like, oh, cool. There's some fucking river that's running red. Did you know that? I didn't, but of course. Uh, yeah, right? right? And that's always my reaction to it. Yeah. Of fucking course. That's 2020 for you. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> your friends, your real friends, the people who you fucking ride or die for. Yeah. And if you don't have those people, it's important to find those people. It is very important. You've yeah. got to find your tribe, your pod, your people. Yeah. You do. Because... Right, we're gonna I, need them more. Well, I don't. I don't want the future. I don't want to be alarmist either. Right. Well, I'm not. But, I'm not an alarmist either. But it doesn't matter if it's okay. Say, say another lockdown happened and the government drug their feet on giving any kind of stimulus to help people out. Right. Okay. Who are you gonna depend on to make sure each other eat? Yeah. It's exactly. gonna be your bonds, and that's not an alarmist thing. If we already have these systems in place. Prior to collapse, it won't be a mad dash panic once the collapse happens. Right. And maybe we wouldn't lose as many people. So the thing I'm thinking about, right? So I'm not one of these people saying we're about to have a civil war right now. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible either because it's never. It's never. I don't think it seemed more possible than now. Right. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. So. When the Civil War happened, there was a thing of brother against brother. Yeah, it was. And it was fucking tragic. Yeah. But, I mean, there's there's things right now where I know if, if things had to break out, there are members of my family who I would be in open opposition to. And Mine would as well. It's, yeah. it's very sad in, in that moment. I mean, I think if I saw a relative, like, you know, absolute most crazy fucking scenario, right? But... If things do fucking collapse and all of a sudden we have like rival political factions fighting for power, yeah, then they're absolutely relatives of mine I would run into, you know, on a quotes battlefield, you know, right, you whatever, whatever that might be. And I'm not going to be the one to kill my brother. There's no way I could. Yeah. There's no way. I, I might tie the fucker up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I might knock the fucker out. And yeah. 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 But. That's that's just the reality of the situation, yeah. and it it's upsetting. But the way we were talking about making sure the the way that we have to tiptoe around things like that to preserve familiar relationships, um, I would say intra family relationships need to. While they do need to take precedence over that type of thing, you also have to realize that by creating situations where we can't talk about this yeah we're leading ourselves down that road yeah we are and i mean but that 
I feel like that's going to happen with anybody. You're not going to have. You don't have to agree 100% of the time. But you should be able to express it. You should be able to listen to each other's viewpoint. And be respectful and it not be a point of conflict. And internalize. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. I mean, so, um, right. I, I gave you an example that I'll give here. Uh, like two members of my family I heard at a wedding a little while ago uh, were talking about how uh, I never should have been allowed to go to college in New York City because they, quote, made me a liberal. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, and, I, like, I don't even... Like, I don't know where to start there because they recognize me as a pretty intelligent person on most everything else. Right, but that one thing yeah. you're not. And the fact that I come to different conclusions when I look at the same things that they do, just doesn't mean anything to them. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it's upsetting to me. And I, I consider that to be a violation of Frith 100%. It is. Uh, and the people who are doing that, because I will, I will hear you out all day. I will too. Okay? I'll hear you out, and I probably won't walk away agreeing with you. But if we can walk away and say, you know what, we just talked about this, and we don't agree, but we understand that both of us are coming from the best place that we know how to come from, that's a completely different situation. You can respect someone for believing for just the act of belief. Like, just, I find it admirable when someone believes and puts that much faith into anything. If it's a politic, if it's a issue, if it's a God, a religion, or anything, the, what I respect isn't the in end result that they come to yeah it's the journey and the effort that they take and put into getting there right well i mean on top of that you know we we talked a little bit in another episode about not actually the the the, the episode that we're having to re-record oh um, the freedom episode yeah 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 when when we first went through that we talked about the tendency to hierarchy that humans as a species just display, right? Right. I mean, it's it's a it's a noteworthy behavior. A lot of people really get hung up on saying things like hierarchy or natural, but I mean, it's what naturally happened. It does. We, it happens in other animal species. As yeah. Well. I mean, it doesn't mean that we should not question those hierarchies. Right. Uh, but that does happen, and admitting that doesn't make you a fucking Nazi. No, it doesn't. It uh, doesn't make you someone that's conforming to the system to acknowledge that there is a system. Right. So, when we talk about those hierarchies, that that thing that we were saying earlier, there's almost always a paternal or maternal thing. Right. And they kind of get to set the tone of for what everything happens else. in the family. Yeah, and then you'll have whoever the alpha is of the patriarchal and the, and even if you're in a patriarchal, you'll have the matriarch um, alpha and they set the tone for that specific role in the right. family. Right. Yeah. So because of that, I mean, that that's a natural thing. We have to find a way. Oh, excuse me. We have to find a way to live together respectfully. Right. Which I, I think people have completely fucking abandoned it. You know, one of the saddest things in the world to me, as a person who, uh, if you've been looking at our uh, Twitter page. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations for stumbling upon it. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty passionately anti-Trump at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, should not be a shocker to anybody. No. 
but that's not the case in most of my family. Right. Right. And it's not because they are coming. They're coming from the place where they think they are doing the right thing. They do. Uh, and they're not, it's not, they're not just leaving it unexamined most of the time. Yeah. But after a certain point, a lot of the times, once someone says, you know what, I fuck with him, then they stop questioning how much they fuck with him as right, time right. goes on. Right, yeah. Uh, so something I just thought of when you were saying that, I don't want to lose it. Oh, shit, I just lost it saying that. Well, it's all right. Okay. Uh, you know, we can come back. I think we're going to be able to put the pieces Oh, I together. got it. Oh, <laughs> okay. I got it. Wait. <laughs> so, I think the problem lies in where we were hammered over the head with you respect your elders. Because this is a problem I have predominantly with people that are older than me in my family. Yeah. They don't think that respect is reciprocated to the younger generation. Exactly. That That came to me. And we had to, so now we can break. Yeah. So that's really actually a perfect note to come back on. Yeah, it because is. Because when we're talking about non-familial, uh, like non-traditional family relationships, you, that's an important component of this. Yeah, it is. Uh, so we'll be back after break to talk about the expanded family. All right. So coming back in, there, yeah. there was one thing I wanted to uh, sort of, put a like a top on mm-hmm. uh from the, the first half uh which is this is why we take a break right it uh, is yeah because it's really easy to get swept up in a conversation and realize oh i just moved right past something later on uh but so when i when i was talking about the, the our, our tendency to hierarchy uh we did that for a reason right there right there's a reason we evolved to do that and it's because of exactly what we're talking about because having your tribe mm-hmm. is what keeps you alive. A it's lot of vital the time. to survival. Yeah. And thriving. And to be like to be fulfilled and happy, you've got to have those connections to make it so it's not just all on you. Right. So I think the the real one of the big things we need to parse out here will be okay, so why do we need the tribe in in the sort of individual individualistic culture that we have. Yeah. Because I value that very highly. And I think it's very important that we value our individual selves very highly because we need to. Right. Uh, we Just for self-actualization. Yeah, you know? yeah. You need um, to know who you are and where you stand. Yeah. Right, and you need to make your own mind up on things. Exactly, and yeah. And know how you got to them. Yeah. So while it seems, it seems like, if, okay, if you want to preserve this, you know, frith, uh, I don't think this is the way it works, but you're not really keeping frith with yourself if you're just following the ideology you've been spoon-fed your whole life. And well, it's not, not being true to yourself. Well, not examining it, you know? Right, yeah. Um, you're almost like, I mean, putting yourself at a disadvantage if you don't examine those things. Yeah, because, I mean, what happened? You see it happen with a lot of... Uh, Again, we live in a really heavily Christian area. Yeah, we do. We're in the Bible Belt. Yeah, which this isn't uh, dig at Christians at all either. This is you see a lot of the time. Uh, you know, it's like, well, yeah, my family is Catholic, right? And, right. Uh, I do this because my family does this. Yeah, I do this because my family, and I, I still, even though I'm not a practicing Catholic religiously at all, 
still call myself culturally Catholic because I do cultural Catholic things with my family. But I mean, you can take that outside of just religion, like especially given the times now with the racial inequality that's going on. Yes, people were raised in a time and in a family that was racially divided. Yeah. But if you examine those things, you make progress for all of humanity. So I so think, you can't just base it just because this is how I was taught, this is how I was raised, religion, uh, politics, anything, anything that you anything that you would take those bricks together and form, this is the foundation of me. Right. That you have to examine those things or you're just you're building it on little pieces of sand instead of having these bricks of a foundation. Well, so if you think about the way that I mean, following the race thing, right? We never the only like cultural identities we really have in America, uh, there's the one that people uh, are trying to make America great again to yeah. return to which is, you know, that leave it to beaver shit from the 50s that was just what was on TV. It was a fucking formation yeah. of Hollywood. It wasn't the reality. I guarantee you, you take, there were women like me with my mindset in that time period. And that idea of a life is my worst fucking nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. So while there is that and people romanticize it and see it, you know, this way, there's never i mean think about what was going on in the 50s the civil rights act was point 61 right yeah the 50s was this fucking civil rights struggle yeah it was uh i mean it was the boil build not, up of the boil not that not that that was the only time that's going on and not that it's not still going on right but it came to a head at that time and it's coming to a head again because we still didn't course correct right. to the degree we should have yeah well i mean that's the period that's taught in history books as the civil rights movement right, right right yeah like the civil rights movement in american history books is a period of history it's not a movement that's alive and well right yeah uh and they present it like it's a done deal exactly. it's like case closed we fixed it y'all don't worry about it don't even think about it no that's not true anymore yeah and it, that's not the case so we we have this problem now where like the f familial society that we have is not thought of in that way at all right like, yeah i mean the country really should be more like one big family yeah we should um because that's what it's for right like yeah. the reason we even have a government is because we need a way to organize to make things better for everyone right right and the fact you can't have just complete disorder and chaos without someone in charge or it's just going to be complete anarchy and as much as anarchy tickles a bone within me i know that it's not a practical pra a practical progress to live a life. Yeah, I mean, with within true anarchy, I mean, we would need to be able to be warriors, basically. Right, yeah. I mean, to know that you're going to be able to live a safe life, you're going to have to be able to defend yourself in a way that's just not called upon. Right, that you just don't have those skills in this today's day. Right. So, yeah, as much as it tickles me to think about anarchy, yeah, it, you know... We we have what we have for a reason, and we evolved the way that we evolved for a reason. Right. So that would could 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 be a good thing. Yeah, it could. But right now, uh, our culture we don't have a cultural identity as Americans that is like truly valuing everyone. No, we don't. We don't uh, at all. 
And that's that's why you see such division. Because if the only cultural identity people have an opportunity to participate in is religious or ethnocentric, yeah, then where the fuck is it going to go? Right, yeah. I mean, especially, especially with the predominant religions in America being um, monotheistic and direct commandments to, you know, I am the only God, don't worship any other. It's a toxic society that can't even recognize that other people might have another God that they value just as much as you value your God. Well, yeah. And kind of what what I was talking about earlier when I said people are betraying themselves by not examining those those uh those cultures that, yeah. that they can be in, right? I mean there's plenty of neo-Nazis that you see stories of them coming out of that because they realize like, oh, I can be an American and not be this. Right, yeah, yeah. Um it's same thing with uh Christianity. Uh you see really often people in uh who have been Christians their whole life, you know, they're going to church when they were a kid. That's their social structures are formed around it. They love their religion. I mean, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with it. None. But then something fucked up happens and they got to start asking, like, why would God do this? Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, most people make their way through it. Right? Yeah, they do. There are yeah. A lot of people have a crisis. A crisis and, of belief. Yeah. I think you're, you need to have that as you get older. That's part of coming yeah. of age. Well, that's so that's it. But instead of having a crisis when something else has happened, right? When you have some other emotional baggage to deal with, yeah. And then now all of a sudden, the ultimate authority in your life feels like it's not there. What What are you gonna do if you've never had to really, really argue hard against your own beliefs before? Yeah, it's hard to stand something, stand in something that you haven't tested prior to. Yeah, like you know, I mean, you want to know that that chair that you sit in is going to hold your weight when you sit in it. You don't want to just go running down the hallway and jump in it and hope yeah. that it holds. Well, also, you don't want the time that you realize the chair doesn't hold weight to be the time that, oh, I just broke my ankle and I need a place to sit down right away. Right, yeah. Uh, because that's when a lot of people find themselves there. Yeah. And then you find uh, a lot of angry atheist YouTubers. Yeah, you do. Uh, a whole lot. There's a lot of anger. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really glad I got past that relatively quickly. I'm glad you did, too. Because um, there's there's a period when when you start seeing all the bullshit, you there's a real tendency. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of it's the reason you it's and enraging. I, it well, is enraging. It's the reason you and I get so tickled at anarchy. Yeah. Right. Because it feels good to be like, you know, what? we just need to burn this. motherfucker. Yeah. Just down. fuck the system. Yeah. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. What happens when we burn this motherfucker down is. Way, I don't know. Probably, <laughs> probably going to be worse than. What yeah. Yeah. Now. Probably much worse. Uh, so. With all of this groundwork laid. Right. Our families, you know, we can think of our country as a big family. Yeah. And we can think of other countries as like. Your cousins. cousins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that aunt that lives far away. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to do that because like it or not, you know, people can yell about globalists all they want to. Right. But since the fucking internet exists, we are a global culture now. We really That's, are. It's just, I mean, how many people who listen to this show are listening to us talk about predominantly Bible Belt problems? They really are. I mean, it, it tickles my 
fancy every single time I see the show map and see what yeah. other country it's in. And I, and I really love, if you were not American and you were listening to just how America-centric we are, Yeah, you are a fucking champ. You are, and I apologize. I know it's a shit show. Um, <laughs> we're trying to get through it, too. We, yeah, we're trying to figure We're trying real hard. We elect, I mean, they elect, not we, yeah, they we, elected a reality show yeah. um, host. And that's what America has become, is a reality show. It really kind of is. Yeah. Uh, but, so, we we have to start remembering, hey, all these people are, like, you said earlier, I'm your brother. You are, you're, yeah. You're, you're, you're a fucking sister to me. Yeah. I mean, I, there are a lot of people in my life who I will go to bat for them every fucking second I have to. Yeah. Because... Your family doesn't just have to be the people you were born into. Right, it right? doesn't. You choose. You, The more that you, the older you get, especially, for me especially at least, um, the more I value those. Because those are the people that I find more commonalities. Yeah. Like, I can look at you and see more of myself. Right. But at the same time, there's parts of you that are so opposite of me. But I like that challenge. But it, so that's one of the best things about our relationship, I think, is because we have enough overlap that it makes it really easy to have a bond. Yeah, it does. But we have very significant portions of our Venn diagrams that are not even close together. Not even close. because of that we have to we challenge each other constantly yeah we do it's really i mean it's what made the podcast exist like we've always said us just talking to each other made us realize oh we can do this in a way that it's enriched both of our lives to constantly have a point of points of contention yeah i don't have anybody else in my life like on a very real level that i would allow to challenge me in the way I allow you to challenge me. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not trying to act like we're the fucking model citizens. No, to, not at all. To to go after here. But, you know, if you go to the dinner table and, you know, you're someone like us who, you know, values your relationships with these people and, you know, someone starts spouting off, make America great again, when obviously, you know, we're going to get all fucking inflamed over that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we we choose not to confront them a lot of the time. Right. And I, you know what? There's a big thing in the country right now of saying it's time to say something. It is time to say something. And there's a way to do it that's not going to cause family dinner to be fucked up for the next month and a half. Right, right. Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, family dinner probably isn't the place to say something. No, it's not. No, it's not. But. I mean. It's hard not to. It's very hard not. It's to. very hard not to. But so it's just uh, so I I'm working on this thing that I don't want to talk about too much before it's done. Yeah. Right. But it's a project where I think I'm going to be able to explain why I have such a negative perspective of that guy. Yeah, yeah. Of to, that guy. Yeah, of that guy in that white fucking house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why I I see him the way that I see them, and why I think it betrays the values that they are like my my you know the values they taught you are being betrayed trump supporting family i think they are standing with someone who is betraying their values yeah without them seeing seeing that because he couches it in a lot of the shit that's 
familiar to them. He does. Yeah. Um, I mean, in a program, a program distrust of anyone opposing. Yeah. But I mean, beyond that, even so, because I see it that way, instead of, you know, piping up at the dinner table, right. I'm going to go to them once I've got this and I, you know, I probably won't change their minds. I probably won't. won't. But I'm going to say, listen, I love you. I love you and I respect you. And I don't want this to be the kind of point contention between us that it may very well get to be very soon. Yeah. Uh, And look, read this. Please read it. Don't come to me right after you read it. I want you to sleep on it. I want you to chew on it. I want you to give it an honest chance. And I'm giving you and and I'll listen to whatever you have to say. Anything you have to say about it, I'll listen. Yeah. So that I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh and th- that's what I'm trying to do now. Look, hey, if it if it backfires massively, I'll come back and tell you guys. Yeah. Uh, Which it very well could. It, it very well uh-huh. could. But that's the best way to do this that I can think of now. Yeah. Uh is to go and say, "Hey, you know what? Uh this dinner table that we have right now, that's a sacred space." Right, right? yeah. Like sacred secularly sacred yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i don't i don't mean it in any in a religious connotation yeah. but I, I think there's real value in acknowledging things like that yeah you know the time that you get to spend with people who might not be with you forever that's not time you should spend that is sacred if that's not yeah. sacred what is exactly you know but, i mean sacred is something that is special and rare and that you can that's ungraspable Right. You know, like that what else could you call those times? Well, so that's the thing about relationships with people, you know? Uh the relationship you might have with someone will be completely different from a relationship that two people, you know, say I know you and uh-huh. you know your brother. Yeah. And I know your brother and your brother knows me and he knows you. Yeah. Right? Your relationship with your brother is going to be very different from my relationship with your brother. Yeah. Even though we all kind of feel like each other are family. Right. Um, and when we all get together, all of those relationships make a whole new thing. Yeah, they do. Right. But the way that he and I can remain close is by doing things one way. Right. And the way that you two live with each other yeah. is, you know, a, a whole other thing. And... We have to just fucking remember that's that's how shit is. That's how it works. Like, it's there was a finer point here. <laughs> I mean, I, there probably was, but I feel like I mean, getting towards the end of the show. My main thing is just to pause and appreciate those relationships and take joy in them. Yeah. So you have to. I mean, you, you, that's the way that you protect them. Right. Is by remembering, this is something I take pleasure. This is precious to this, me. Yeah, this is important. This is something that won't last forever. Yeah, this needs to be protected. This needs to be preserved. Right. Yeah. So when you, when you look at those types of relationships, like mine and yours and your brother's relationship, that's uh, certainly familial. Right. When... You look like the reason we have a more familial relationship is because we all do have a fairly overlap, like overarching value structure that is not the same as like 
your families. Right, right. Um, and, you know, if things get rough, you need a family like that. Yeah, you, you do. Know? If your family... Look, sometimes families suck, you know? There's a name for it, and I've been trying to remember it this entire time, and I cannot fucking remember it. And hopefully I remember it, and I'll put it in the show notes. But there's actually a name, and it translates into your soul family. And oh. it's that that bond between people that are not your family, but they are. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever that is. Whatever that word is. <laughs> and it's a beautiful word, and I hate that I can't remember it. Yeah. But, but it's something that that's the important thing to foster here, um, especially when we're we're going into times that are so divided. Yeah. That I mean, I feel like we have fundamentally different views of the direction of our entire culture here. Yeah. Happening right now. Yeah, we do. I want to I'm, I'm ready for blueberries as currency and you want to change the system. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I don't want to see the division happening to where. You know, back to that brother versus brother in the old civil war. Right, right. Uh, I don't want to see that happening now, but inevitably there will be some degree of that. Right. And if if you're a person, which I mean, either of us could end up being, I really, really, I'm gonna do everything I can to prevent that from happening. But if that were to happen, you need the people who you still share values with, who you can still be intimately familiar with yeah you do and to lean on each other yeah because you're not we're not going to get through whatever is coming if this whole pandemic bullshit has not taught us that we will not get through whatever is coming around the bend without banding together then it's a wasted opportunity yeah and i mean notice the government didn't take care of us. No, they didn't. People people need each other in a way that we haven't before. Right. I mean, not not in a long time. Right, yeah. And I mean, frankly, I'm I'm mad that nothing or not much was really done for the people. It's it's very but upsetting. At the same time, there is a real piece of me that's like, you know what? We're not supposed to wait for them to fix it. No, we're not. We're supposed to fucking handle shit ourselves. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, when my friend can't pay her rent, you know what? I got a couch. I got a spare bedroom, whatever the fuck you need. Right, right. Uh, That's that's just it. And we have this thing now where, you know, people are like, well, you know, you don't want them to, you don't want to open the door for them to be able to mooch, you know? Yeah. And it's like. There's a difference between giving someone a place to sleep until they can get back on their feet. And that doesn't always happen as fast as it seems like it should. Right. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. There's a difference between that and just letting them take advantage of you. Right. Yeah. And at the point that they're taking advantage of you, it's your responsibility to say, hey, uh, something's supposed to be happening that's not happening. Yeah. Then you can, you know, get into the weeds of it. Right. But. But the delay, the the hesitation to help your fellow man because he might take advantage of you in the future because of it is a horseshit principle for us to have been fed and to feed future generations. Well, I'll say, you know, you're usually the one giving major capitalist critiques here, (sighs) but I'll say I think that's one of the consequences of the way capitalism is played out here because, I mean, it's necessarily set up so that to get ahead, you have to fuck the people who work. You for do, you. yeah. And that's just part of the culture now. 
family right. families are constantly fucking each other because they are. they've forgotten that those are your real allies. Right, yeah. Um, but this this separate your chosen family. Your chosen family. Your chosen family are people that it's just important for you to stand by. You know? It's, yeah. I mean, there's, there's I, mean no I have there are friends in both of our lives that I know either one of us would do absolutely anything. Oh, fuck and Without yeah. hesitation. Without any hesitation. Yeah. And so, they would do the same. Exactly. I mean, and that's because we have poured so much time and energy on both sides of the relationship yeah. into forming that kind of connection that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I couldn't get a hold of you and I was stranded on the side of the road somewhere, I could call those other people and I would be okay. Yeah. And they would drive from wherever the fuck Would they had not to come fucking from. care. If yeah. you couldn't have come and got me from Virginia, I already know they were already telling me, oh, do we need a road trip? Yeah. So, I mean, and the, <clears throat> the level of comfort that that brings you and brought me, I know that I can do anything because if I fall flat on my face, I have that safety net. Yeah. And that's important. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what this is all for. It is. So, this is, I mean, it's family, right? It's family. Listen, you listeners are kind of family. They are. I mean, even though we don't, I mean, we like, don't... see them and know them, I feel like they are. Yeah. It's well, a weird, it's a weird relationship. You know, if, if a week goes by where something happens and we miss an upload, I feel like we're not fulfilling our part. I feel like that too. Uh, I feel like I'm letting them down. Yeah. But I also would be, because you do pretty much all of the back end work. Yeah. Uh, if you're having a rough fucking week, I'm not going to be like, hey, we owe them. Yeah. And you know? I feel like they would understand too, because I feel like we've built the relationship. I hope so. I hope so as well. Yeah. So. Till next time. Yeah, till next time. Look, hold what's important close to you. Yes. And and I'm about to go to the river and spend some time with those we hold close. Yeah. Also, uh, can can I just like quick tangent really quick? Sure. Uh, almost every episode now, I've found, I've caught myself doing it. I have like a call to action. Oh yeah, it's it's a theme within our show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never meant for that to happen. Right? Yeah, but we don't want this to just be a dead conversation. We want it to bring about. That's the point of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, so th- this podcast has gotten really interesting because the form that it's taken recently is we're we're digging into things that we probably wouldn't. You know. Yeah. So this is part of the reason I consider listeners part a form of family, right? Yeah. Because now that we have set a thing up where I feel I owe them or you guys listening, I. Sometimes it's weird talking to her. Yeah, it is. It's weird. Um, but you you hold me accountable to do the thing that I said I'm going to do. Yeah. And through doing the thing that I said I'm going to do, it's changing me as a person in huge ways. It is me as well. Yeah. You know, we've, we've talked through a lot of issues on this show that have made both of us start thinking about things in ways that we did, just didn't before. We w- or, or it's even brought us to conversations that we might not have had otherwise. Yeah. So, and I think that's, especially when we're saying, hey, let's let's think about it, uh, you know, this this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, knowing that we're going to have to do it. Like this, fa- I, t- I told you about the idea for this episode yesterday. Yeah. And gave a short, you know. A like, little paragraph. A spiel. paragraph. Yeah. And you said, oh yeah, we can run with that. Yeah, we're doing it. So, because yeah. 
we know that just teasing it apart is going to be good for us. Somehow. Right. Yeah. And it's and become, that's how we come up with a lot of the shows, especially the ones that are the more that are not the information and research heavy ones. Yeah. Is it's an idea that comes a topic that comes to either one of us. We don't discuss it to each other. Hey, this is what I want to talk about. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. Okay, we'll discuss it on mic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think through doing that and through these realizations and because the show has kind of taken this odd sort of call to action um, format. Yeah. We we take the call to action ourselves. Yes, we did. We, it's become a regular talking point between both of us saying well you know what we we do what we say and we say what we do yep uh and it's made my life better yeah it has mine uh, so I, I say it to all of you when i say it because it's it's been working for me and i don't want this show to be purely prescriptive at all especially since jessica has cult leader tendencies uh, <laughs> I, I'm tendencies really... <laughs> goals bitch not tendencies they're Jeez. fucking goals so listen <laughs> if if i'm giving you a call to action you know take it if you want we don't have any divine authority if she ever says she does don't listen i just shh, shh. Uh, no, no. <laughs> we're not a cult we're not a cult Def- no we're definitely definitely not a cult we're we're not definitely not Stop putting. <laughs> if they could see my face. Yeah. <laughs> so, really, we love you because you're our family, and we've said that more and more lately. And I don't think we've ever explained why. Right. Yeah. Um. But really, uh, we love you. And if I give you a call to action, uh, yeah. Uh, if you'll remember, there was an episode previously where I said I was a preachy cunt. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's pretty true. It is pretty true. Um, Trust me. <laughs> so you know, if you think I'm a preachy cunt, you don't have to do what I say. Yeah, because I don't even say that I have authority because I don't. Yeah, but I think that'll do. Yeah. Uh, Take time this week to like appreciate your relationships or don't. invest in that first. Don't or don't me. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Frith. 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 Yeah. Um, you know I'm gonna screw that up every time I try to say it. Yeah, probably. So, but look, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next time, guys. Next time. You've been sitting here uh, practicing for a TED talk for what seems like ten minutes. It's already awkward. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of <laughs> liking it. I think we've just about reached our time. I think we have. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, everybody, go out there, get the information you need. We, we have no information on said family. <laughs> we have no information on anything. We know nothing. Uh, we look forward to talking to you next time. See you next time, guys.